We have to start with a Maisa, very important Maisa, but it's a Lo'aleinu, such a Maisa. Shemirachim, you should never know such Maisa as Lo'aleinu. Shemirachim. Yid calls me up, and he says that his wife made shepherd's pie. Bais was it us? No? Ah, Taki, you do, yeah. Huh? You do, yeah? You like it as well? Okay, so we'll put a request in for the cook. But, it's very good. It's very good. Anyway, so, he calls me up, and obviously he's whispering, because he doesn't want her to hear this one, right? That's the famous one. Whenever, whenever a man calls her the Shaila's whispering, you know that he's doing it because, you know, he doesn't want her to hear. You remember that famous Shaila I told you once? The guy calls me up. He's in Shana Rishayna. And his wife wasn't yet such a good cook. Yet. So every day on the way back from Kailo, he used to go pick up, you know, some barekas or some, you know, chais, uh, something to eat, because, like, uh, who knows what's going to be waiting for me at home for supper tonight, yeah? So one time he comes home from Kailo and his wife says to him, Ah, Yankala, I've been working an entire day on a milchika supper. And he's like, his face goes white because he took a shawarma before he came home. He decided one time to splash out a good shawarma or something. And his wife made a milchik supper. She says, just, just, just give me a minute, please. Runs into his room and quickly calls me up like, what do I do? This is b'koch nefesh. No, that's a shalab b'koch nefesh, mamish. That's mamish b'koch nefesh. Right? So what we had to matanet, there was a whole shayla. But, um... By the way, that's, that's the shayla. If you want a way of getting, like, always a hetter from a rabbi, just tell him it's shalom bias. Oh, Shalom Bayez. Okay, to say that. That's like, that's like a way out of like everything. Shalom Bayez. It's okay. Right? No, you don't ask him? No, it's a scam. It's a scam. Okay. Let it be a scam. Huh? Right, that's right here. Okay, so, where am I? So, he bought the shepherd's Okay, his wife made the shepherd's pie. Okay? So, the problem was, he liked shepherd's pie crusty on the top. Crispy on the top. But she didn't do that. See, as big tiners, that's what we dealt with a different time. But this was a simple shayla, as he wanted to sprinkle croutons. You know those yellow things, the croutons? That he wanted to sprinkle that on top of the shepherd's pie. And his shayla was, does he make a brocha on the croutons? What is the oilam tiner? First of all, you have a shayla, what brocha you make on shepherd's pie anyway? You've got shahakal, and you've got a hadoma or shahakal, depending on how you made the mashed potatoes, which we will discuss, Nochi, coming up soon. But... Do you make a brach on the croutons or not? For example, uh, a very big in salad right now is put the nishnashim on the salad, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Laibi, yeah? The nishnashim on the salad. You make a brach on the nishnashim when you eat the salad? Oh, says Laibi. Kavaldigazach. He knows the Mishnah and Brachas. That the Mishnah said, which we said yesterday, and let's go over it just for a moment before we move back into the sugya. And that is... Whenever you have a mixture of two foods, I didn't explain this, by the way, because yesterday, I forgot to mention, the, there's an Ormodic Oruch HaShochan. The Oruch HaShochan explains how do you define a mixture, something that's normally eaten on one spoon. If it's always eaten with one spoon, that's how you eat it, that's considered to be a mixture, like a fruit salad, like spaghetti bolognese, or sloppy joe, whatever you want to call it. You eat that on one spoon and one fork together. You with me? Then you're okay. Okay? That's considered to be one food, that's a mixture, and the shine of the brocha goes like this. Number one, if there's a mezonis there, mezonis always wins. Number two, if there's no mezonis, what wins? Roiv. Very good. Thank you very much. Kavaldi. You come here for a reason, at least. So you have Roiv. If that's the case, if that's the case, so says Laibi, I have mezonis inside the Nishnashim salad, so I should be making the mezonis. Yeah? So, that. so here is the issue over here. The issue is like this. Whenever the mezonis is not there for the mezonis, it's there for another reason, then Mazonis doesn't win. 
So this that we say, that when you have a mixture of two foods, and within that mixture is mazonis, so if, for example, if you've got spaghetti bolognese or sloppy joe, where the mazonis is a big chalik of the dinner, of the, of the plate, of the food, then about the whole thing gets one mazonis, and I don't make a charcoal on the meat. But what if the mazonis is basically toffel? What's the din if the mazonis is toffel? That means it's not really there to shame the mazonis. For example, this case by the, by the shepherd's pie. Why is he putting the croutons on the top? Because he wants the mazonis? No. He likes the taste, he likes the crunch idea. He likes the crunch. I'll give you an example. They have chocolate bars with like, you know, um, little pieces of cookies inside them. Or, or, or uh, the cookie dough in ice cream, right? They have these things, right? Ice cream dough with like little pieces, little chunks of cookie. You have to make a mazonis on that? Or do we say that the mazonis is basically toffle, even though mazonis normally wins, but when it's not there for its own sake, it's there to enhance something else. It's there to keep it up, to make the flavor... That, I'll give you an example. In many soups, they have flour. Right? Part of the recipe, right? You, David, you know this for sure. You know what I'm talking about. What does it do? What does it do? What? Very good. Lady Yitzchak says it thickens the soup. Taka is true. It thickens the soup. So, if you put flour in soup, that becomes a mazonis. Even the flour there. So, flour normally, when you put it with food, when you put it with liquid, it becomes a mazonis, right? You make a mazonis in that soup? If you can't see it, then it's okay. Is that like the general rule? If you can't see it, then it's fine, right? <laughs> what you don't see goes on in the kitchen you don't know about, right? You know that all too well. So, um, if you've got flour in soup, you don't make a mazonis on the flour. Why? Because what's the flour there for? It's to enhance something else. Let's say, I will see the sheet. You don't have to be able to separate it. But there it's only, the mazonis is there in order to make the soup better. Let me give you an example. Hating. In South Africa, they're very big into this, right? Schmaltzering. They are actually, by the way, you know? Yeah, the, breaking, the breaking of the fast. Um, so if you eat herring with a cracker, you make a brach on the cracker? Like, Morty, what are you saying now? You make a broth of the ca- cracker when you make, eat herring with crackers? Only on the cracker. Not on the herring? So you're just eating, eating herring without a broth? Huh? The herring is the toffel? The herring is the toffel. Really? The ikka is the cracker. So you mean, eat crackers. You want a cracker with a little bit of flavor. So you put some oil over it, basically. That's what's going on. So I think when it comes to herring, there could be a difference. Because some people like eating herring, but it's too strong for them. It's too much to eat like a piece of herring. So the cracker, Kosher just gives it like a bit of something else to it. Or for example, a real chassidus shtibel, right? They don't give you forks. They give you crackers and you scoop it up. Right? That's what you do, right? So the cracker is not really there to be eaten as a cracker. It's there Kosher to use as a spoon. It's as a fork. It's there to be used as a holder. Well, I'll give you a modic example. Ice cream in a cone. You make a broch on the cone? No. You don't make a broch on the cone? Yeah. You don't like the cone? Uh, huh? Asha, also depends whose birthday it is, right? Because if you get the ice cream truck in, then... Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember a guy, a, guy, a guy was eating a cone once the other way round. He, he was turning it upside down. I said, what are you doing? Kedim Mr. Brachas! Mazonis comes first! I said, very good! Arachayim, Rachel, Aleph, Sif, Aleph doesn't say like you! Now, the halacha is, which we'll get to, Hilchas Kadim and Sabrachas, that when you, when you don't have to go against the order of something in order to eat something in the wrong order. The way to eat an ice cream cone, what? Is he serious? I've got to be serious. I'm not going to tell you where he's from. 
Anyway, so, so, so yeah, see, I have this ice cream cone with the ice cream. So do you make a brach on the cone? Or do you say, like the Heilige Shulchan Arab, Balatanya, that the cone is posher, it's, it's to hold it up. So Ravazna brings it in Shev Dalib and he says, Enechalami, Oh, but if it's a sugar cone and you like the cone, and nowadays they give you these fancy cones, right? Which I say it's like in America, right? They don't just give you a cone, right? They have all different types. Of, now, it's unbelievable. A whole building dedicated for ice cream. I never saw this. No, no, we didn't grow up this way. A whole building just for ice cream. Ah. Ruben's excited. Ruben's excited. A whole building. De- this is, this is Gashmas. Ah. This is the mysterious nefesh you guys had to come to Eretz Yisrael. And Nachanam with the pancakes. And Nachanam with the fresh gazanas. Oh, but the building for the ice cream. This is what we're missing. Nuchay, you understand what you're missing? You're not missing anything. Don't worry. Absolutely nothing. So, exactly. Okay. So when it comes to the ice cream, the ice cream is the acre and the cone is agavatafel. But if you like the cone, then obviously you're going to make a brachon cone. What about schnitzel? What brachon you make on schnitzel? Now we have a problem. Because schnitzel is coated with mazonis. Right, and you eat it together, and you like, I mean, you like the idea of the crumbs, the breadcrumbs, or the matzo meal, whatever, together with the schnitzel. So what bracha are you going to make on a piece of chicken that is coated with mazonis? Now we have a halacha, any time there's mazonis in the mixture, if the mazonis is there, the shame mazonis, then it should make a mazonis. So I asked Rabbi Zul Obach, I got Rabbi Zul Obach if you haven't heard of him, he's Rabbi Shlomo Zalman's son, Rav Yashiv's son-in-law, Rav Chaim his brother-in-law, surrounded from all sides of G'dayle Torah. And I said to him, Rebbe, what bracha you make on a schnitzel? And he says to me, what do you mean? You make a mazonis. I said, who would you hear that one from? He said, what do you mean? Da'ali Geshver, Rav Yashiv. Unbelievable. Why? Because they have, Kinire could be that when you shalayim, you shalmis, they, they don't have that much chicken inside. It's hard to see the chicken inside. It's more mazonis on the outside. It's more mazonis, it's more mazonis. You go to some restaurants and like, is there any chicken in here? Like what you do, what, like Leibi said, if you don't see it, don't make a brach on it. No, so you barely see it, right? So it could be that's the pshat. The Maisa, there are many svaras, for example, that Rapadva from London has a tshuva and cheshev and and he is the reason why we make a shahakal on schnitzel, even though the Maisa does mazonis there, is because it makes the frying easier. Very interesting. That's the pshat. It makes the way, to, it sort of coats it on the outside to make the frying easier. The Shevet Alevi of Vosna calls it a shell. It's a shell. The ikim is the chicken inside. And that lemaise is the psat, according to most Kedoyle Poiskim, is you make a shahakal on a piece of schnitzel, unless obviously the thing is so small inside, and the mazon is so thick on the outside, that's obviously going to be a whole different shaila in that case. So therefore, the halacha is, again, let's get this clear. Whenever you have a mixture of two things, and there's mazonis there, mazonis wins. For example, cereal and milk. If the cereal, if, you have to be very careful. Some cereals, by the way, are not mazonis. And you may think they are. They're really made of corn. They can be made of all sorts of things. You have to check the ingredients. You have to check the hachshah, whatever. But if it's a mazonis item, so then you need to make a mazonis on the cereal. Why? Because, again, a mixture of two things, eaten together, mazonis, boom, mazonis wins. That means the milk is going to be potter. Comes along in the Heiliger of Moshe. Ah! Ramosha the God of Ladar, Kalatari Kul on his fingertips, and Ramosha said, Hold on a minute. If you've got kids that enjoy drinking, let's say, for example, you've got a, a chocolate cereal that turns the milk into, into chocolate milk, and in the end, they specially pour more milk, says Ramosha, when they start the cereal so that they will have more milk at the end, that says Ramosha, you have to make a shakal on the milk. Because there they want the milk also. I'll give you another example. What do we do with a steak salad? It's a big problem. We may have to go to a restaurant just to sort of try this out and see exactly all the different combinations. Muskim, yeah? We go to, 
What do you do with the steak salad? What's the shell of the steak salad? Here's my big problem with the steak salad. I, I had this problem with the steak salad and I asked, I go in a gadol with Zul Orbach Shlita. Now, there were a few things I had to get to the stage to ask the question. First, I had to explain why you go to a restaurant. Now, he didn't understand this. He says to me, I don't understand. Why can't you eat at home? Okay, so there's a restaurant, there's Zazach. He grew up in the house of Rav Shemir Zaman, Rav Yashub. He didn't know what a restaurant was. Say that. Steak salad is definitely not something he was used to having. And my problem with steak salad, what's my problem with the steak salad? What problem did you make on a steak salad? When you go and spend 150 shekel on a steak salad, the maisa, what are you paying for? Steak. The steak. How much steak are you getting and how much lettuce are you getting? How much lettuce are you getting and how much steak are you getting? How much are you getting? Answer the question. More what? Where is this? <laughs> okay, we have to check out the different places, maybe. No, Naibi, no. Tell the Eilam, how much lettuce and how much steak? <laughs> good, good. They're giving you raw vegetables. So the klal is that whenever you have a mixture of two things, you go bust a raw. That's kabaldik. So I should make a domo on a steak salad that I paid 150 shekel for the steak? Sounds a bit niche, right? So there Rabbi Zir was masking to me that maybe make two brachas. First of all, you have a be'alocha, you have a chayodom, like we said yesterday. But even without that, when the two items are so choshev, one on its own, and be'etzim you read them separately, the fact that they're put together, you can, you can make two brachas. I'll give you a classic, another example, shepherd's pie. Yeah, which one do you make first? Oh, that we have to learn Rabbi for. So we're going to have to get there. Maybe next, maybe, maybe next week we'll get there. But uh, one at a time. Shepherd's pie. Well, how many brachas do you make on shepherd's pie? It's eaten together. It's one food cooked together. You serve it together. You eat it together. So really, it gets a bit of one mixture, which you make one bracha. But the mice, it's very hard to say that. If you've got a 50% meat and 50% potatoes, so how can you say which one's the ikka? The, the meat's the ikka. It's true. But the mice, it's one michael eaten together, and, and you eat potatoes separately, you eat meat separately. So therefore, he was asking to me, when both items are so choshev, so then you can make two brachas. What's that? If the herring is like this. It depends on her- herring. The mice will depend on every single person. Some people love herring, but they need the cracker just to make it a little better. That would person will only make a shackle. He will not make a mazonis. Per- yeah, even if he's eating... That's the case of the Gemara. We mentioned this yesterday. The Gemara says, you're eating something salty with bread, not even a cracker. Bread, no washing, no moisty, nothing. If that's the reason they're eating it. If the pshat is, I like both of them. I like crackers. I like herring. And I like them together. So I can make a mazonis, make a shackle, and then eat them both together. Oh, that's Kabbaldic. He's eating the Mazonis to be Yaitzel Kiddish Demokim Suda. So if he's eating the Kiddish Demokim, then he wants the Mazonis. And I'm out of here to make a broccoli the Mazonis. Very good. Now that, that Shaila with cheesecake. This is the Shvua Shaila. Right? The Ikka Mitzvah Sayoyim and Shvua's is Yuda Cheesecake. Right? What else is there? It's any step on that and then. But there's also cheesecake, right? So if that's the case, what broccoli do you make on cheesecake? Now, I don't know about you. You're making a Mazonis on cheesecake. What are you eating it for? To be Yaitzel the Minikladi Sol of eating cheese. Everyone knows the famous Maitre of the Heilige Rebbe, the, the Chotzka Rebbe, the Chotzka Rebbe, the Chotzka Rebbe, where he had the minig of keeping like the Arizal. Kiyadua, everyone knows, that the Arizal held that you have to wait 24 hours after eating meat before you eat milk. Right? Like the Gemara brings it, whatever. Anyway, so he had the minig of waiting 24 hours, like the Zoya, like the Arizal. So well, his problem was on Shvuas. What do you do on Shvuas? I, I have to eat meat because it's Yontus, so I have a flesh exceder. But then I want to have milk to be ate some mini klali salt, but I have to wait 24 hours, so I'm a bit stuck. So what did he do? He did a very simple thing. So the Chotka Vareba, this is what I'm doing. He took a, a spoon, a milchik ben yoimu spoon that was used in the last 24 hours, and he dipped it into his tea. Oh, I'm going to eat some mini klali salt. That's what he did. Amazing thing. But the question of cheesecake is like this. 
What is the ikka? The cheese. But the Messiah was doing this there. So if the, the, the layer is so thick, and a hanami, I hear, then you should make a mazonis on the whole thing. But often the only reason why they put a piece of mazonis at the bottom of a cheesecake is to hold it up. Like you're not going to give someone a slab of cheese and say, here, eat it. You're going to give someone a cake. What's a cake? A layer of mazonis with cheese on top, flavoring. So if that's the case, it could be you only make a shahako, because there the mazonis is only there to hold up the cheese. So therefore that's why it's okay. Although, Agav, not, not for right now, maybe we'll discuss it before Shavuos, but it could be there's a reason Dafka to actually make a mazonis on the cheesecake and not a shahakal. Because the whole reason, really, the Ramah brings around here, right, top 20 dollars, is that the reason why we have milkshakes is the zeich of the shteilechem, right? Shteilechem is to Dafka being bread with it. So I Dafka want to have the mazonis to be ate to the din of the shteilechem together with the milkshakes, so it could be I have my dasas on mazonis. Alright, why am I getting complicated? Okay, Rabbi Sai. So we've gone through most of the things of Shinim, of Ikevatafel. Uh, the general rule is like this. When you have a mixture of two foods, one, Mazinus, that wins. Unless it's only there to enhance, to make it better, to hold it up, to decorate it, for example. And number two, if you have Rav. If Rav of the mixture is something, you make a brach on the Rav. The Ezar Shem, Sunday, we shall continue. Have a beautiful, wonderful day.